there's a point where if you don't stop calling yourself an aspiring this and aspiring that, then no one's going to see you as what you want to be. You're listening to Favourite Positions, a podcast that's here to inspire you to find what it is you love to do. I'm your host, Alex, and each episode I interview someone who loves what they do. I find out how they got into the position they're in and ask for advice on building healthy and happy work-life balance. What we spend our time doing is one of the most powerful ways we can express who we are and what we care about. Let's get you into a position you're proud to say is your favourite. It feels fitting that the first episode is an interview of Zach Kyland, director and content producer, because Zach's creativity and positive outlook have played a monumental part in the inspiration for favourite positions. I first met Zach when he was 16 years old, as we talk about in a little more detail later on. I was running a shared workspace in Brighton called Plus X, and Zach had signed up to a content producer apprenticeship through a company called Creative Process Digital. He applied for a role I was hiring for and I remember so clearly looking at his portfolio on Instagram and I was so impressed by his interesting ways of layering pictures with film and images. I also remember thinking, wow, here's a young person who's spending their spare time in such a meaningful way. I could really feel the passion through the screen I was viewing his work on. In person, Zach is even more impressive. He's 18 years old now and he's built up a range of freelance clients since completing his apprenticeship. He works for himself and he's built a life he really loves. His interview highlights how vital it is to work on your confidence, to meet new people and to make time each day to do something you're joyful about. It's always a pleasure talking to Zach and I really hope you enjoy hearing from him. Well, let's start off with what is it that you love to do work-wise? Let's begin there. I love to make films. I'm a director, content producer. I make films that mainly go on social media um, so YouTube, Instagram and I engineer this content to do well for engagement and just um, yeah just make it so people will engage with it and connect with the content. And for who? I do it for a range of clients right now we're in Plus X um, which is one of my main clients I make content for interesting people, interesting brands. Do you work for yourself? How does it work? Yeah, I work for myself, which I like. I'm freelance and I really like the freelance life. I think um, now I've gotten a taste where it will be difficult to ever go back to work with, with someone. So for those who don't know, when you were at Plus X, Plus X Innovation Hubs, they're setting up many innovation hubs all around the UK. So you joined us when I was at Plus X as an apprentice content producer, which was a full-time like employed role, right? Yeah. Well, with training on the side. Yeah, it was working full-time for Plus X with training on the side, yeah. Yeah. And you've now transitioned to making films freelance. So how did you get clients? Well, I was obviously working full-time making films every single day. So for that year, 2020 and 2021, every single day I was doing uh, filmmaking, perfecting my craft. And from there, it was just um, expanding my connections. So like everyone that I met, I'd say, I'm a filmmaker, it's really nice to meet you. Um, And obviously you introduced me to like half my clients. (laughs) So it was just expanding my connections and 
when I'd leave work, it would usually be I'd either uh, be meeting a client, film some, filming something, or editing something. So I had my nine to five where I was making films with you, and then I'd leave work and I'd go work on my own freelance life, basically. So yeah, I was just constantly working, trying to get clients, and just building my portfolio. Would you say that being based in a shared workspace, obviously you had exposure to so many different types of companies, mm. would you recommend that other people looking to build whatever it is for themselves, their freelance business, join a shared workspace? I think it's always good to get a, a large collection of your work online and then it, it can work reaching out to people online. But most of the time I found if it wasn't people reaching out to me online, it was connections that I made in real life and then it, they'd see my work online um, and then that would kind of like solidify the relationship a little bit. So they'd meet me, probably think, oh cool, filmmaker, and then see my Instagram, which I've set up as a portfolio. Let's hear the plug. <sighs> the plug is actually ZQ Film, if you want to check it out. Portfolio, little life collection of my work. Um, and just building up, building up the Instagram. But yeah, they, yeah, I think so. If there's a shared workspace, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think, I think so. what always impressed me when I was introducing you to people was not just your age and your charisma, but you really made an an effort to make sure that you asked interesting questions to everybody and found out what it is that they do. You know, what motivates them? What are they passionate about outside of work? And so, you were already setting up really positive relationships with them. So then when it came to you discussing potentially working with them, they already felt like they knew you. Yeah. So there was this element of trust. So that really, well, I mean, we'll come on to this because I want to talk about your schooling, if you don't mind. But I think that's something that will set you up and anyone else who's listening to this and, you know, is looking to build out their own content production freelance business or any kind of business where they need to pitch for their own work you never went in with a hard sell you just mm, wanted to get yeah, to know absolutely. people you've got to be friendly and flexible as well what i've noticed friendly is and flexible, friendly and flexible. <laughs> um what i've noticed is a lot of my clients obviously it isn't super it's not it's not like super um you can't just do this every time but a lot of the clients are like oh we really need someone to film next week are you around we really want to work with you yeah. Just being flexible and saying, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And just being like a, a little bit of a yes man. I think to begin with, a lot of people say that about their business. But as you know, and you used to always remind me, it's so important to make sure that you're not pushing yourself too hard. Yeah, true. Um, but we'll, we'll get on to that as well. I want to continue talking about what it is you really love to do. So, you, you know, you've outlined what it is you do. Yeah. What are your favourite parts of your professional life? Uh, job satisfaction. Where do you get that from? from the films, kind of the end, beginning to end process. Uh, coming up with an idea, finding people to work with on the idea. It's definitely working with people for sure. Yeah, bringing it all together, and then in the end, uh, making it into a product that people can interact with. I've got a question. Yeah. 
as if I'm not already interviewing you with, yeah, with lots of questions. But I've got one I really want to know the answer to. At what point do you feel the most satisfaction? Is it when you're starting off the relationship and, and discussing a project? Is it whilst you're working on it with somebody? Is it the end point where you deliver the work? Mm. Or is it when you see how well the content's being received by an audience online? Oh, that's a good question. I would say it feels really satisfying when I meet someone and we shake hands and it and we both agree to do a project together. Yeah. And then it's very niche, but actually editing the project. Like if anyone edits, then that's like the most satisfying bit, to see it all come together in one timeline. But it does feel very nice when you meet someone and both your ideas align and you want to work on a project together. That's like the nicest part. Of it. So it's the beginning I part? Know. I think so. Interesting, really interesting. Yeah. When it comes to what you do outside of work, you've got a real kind of mixture of, of hobbies, one of which is something everybody knows about you, obviously skating. So what do you love to do outside of work? Well, 100% you already said skating. <laughs> it's the best part about it. Yeah? Yeah. Number one hobby. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an outlet. Aside from filmmaking, it's an outlet. Skateboarding, music. And how important is skating and music? How, are, how important are they both to you? It's definitely important to have that work-life balance. Uh, but for me, it's kind of like my work and my skateboarding go hand in hand. I know a lot of directors and content producers out there that skateboard as well as filmmaking, so there must be some sort of thing that goes on there. The filmmaking can be very sitting down at a desk. Um, and while it is sick, it's, it's good to have that thing that gets you moving and gets you out meeting people yeah for sure I um I wanted to also ask you about your habits and routines and one thing I wanted to share for anyone who you know is looking for just really simple ways to bring more positivity to their life maybe they're stuck in a job which just isn't what they want to be doing long term mm. you totally inspired me with the little notes that you leave not just for others but for yourself so uh, when I used to work with Zach regularly, I'd sometimes find notes left to our team or to himself stuck on his laptop. Just short messages of pos positive words, positive affirmations, little phrases to make you kind of take a step back, get away from your screen, be grateful for what you've got going on. Mm. So tell me, Zach, where did these come from? Oh, mate. What kind of notes were they? They were just things like, take a minute to you know, get away from your desk today or don't forget yeah. to smile or like really live just... Live how you want to be remembered. Live That's how you want to be remembered. One. How did you build this into your day-to-day -day routine? Like, because we all know reading positive messages is going to be good for us, but like yeah. to actually get up, get a pen, get a post-it, stick it on your laptop, that takes effort and most people are oh. just... I, yeah, and I have my little signature phrase, live how you want to be remembered. I think I... Came up with that while I was skating, to be honest with But where did the desire to want to write these things down come from? To share them with others, to actually like create a physical reminder of them by writing them down. Where is this something that you've grown up? Like, did your mum used to write you notes? Like, did you see it in a film? Where did it come from? My mum has always written us little notes. Um, in the lunchbox. In the lunchbox. So my mum's American. It's a very American thing to make a, a little lunchbox and then put a note inside it. It's really sweet. I love that. And I think the fact that you were seeing that on a day-to-day -day basis, sharing it with those around you, it just spread this real warmth and joy in the mm. space. So 
I really miss working with you. And just really? sometimes there'll be a note that you'd written yourself that I'd spot and I, it would just bring me a lot of kind of enthusiasm for oh. the fact that there are people out there making time for themselves in ways that others might other otherwise just find that they're too busy to even think about these things. Then might go and write them yeah. down. It, it was really, really nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's very nice of you to say. I just, um, yeah, I just find a spare second. I just think up a little, little motivational quote, write it down. Yeah. I didn't know many will notice, to be honest with you, so. Definitely notice. Nice definitely notice. Um, would you say there are other habits or routines that you have that support your your creativity when it comes to work, but also making sure that you have time to do your hobbies, which are so important to you? Yeah. I um I think I think for me I do like to wake up early. Um, I like to wake up early, get outside the house, have my day kind of set out, so I know what I'm looking forward to. When do you set the day out? Like the day before. Night before or day before? Day before. Um, always have something that I'm looking forward to. For every day? Every day. If I've got a day where I'm not looking forward to something, whether it's me meeting a mate or going to the skate park with someone or going to the beach, then it's, it's, a, not, it's not a good day. <laughs> so you'll lay it out the day before. Will that be in a calendar? No. 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 It changes. It changes no. so much. That's the thing. I've, I don't, since becoming freelance, I've gotten super spontaneous. Okay. Um, but so it's but mentally, are, it's mentally you know what you're doing the next mentally day. Mentally I know what I'm doing. I know that I've got something to look forward to. But I have some stuff like I set out my outfit the day before, the night before. So I know what I'm doing when I wake up and I'm out of the house in like 20 minutes. Um, and then I'll come to work, do my work in the morning. Um, and then just like text my roommates, yo, what are you doing tonight? hang out I've got I've got work to do but after that we're good to go yeah I do enjoy my work so I get my work done go do the fun thing um, and then it's back home to do some more work nice it feels like there are a couple of key things in there so making sure that you have something to really look forward to making mm. sure you're prepped for the day ahead yeah making sure you balance the work and also doing something for yourself yeah, for sure. That's exactly, that's a clever way of saying it. Okay, awesome. So I wanted to move on to how you got into this position. But I want to start off by uh, explaining for those who don't know you, tell us about your school life, because it's definitely not the norm. I was homeschooled for nearly my entire life. I went to primary for about two years, and then I left primary school because we moved to another town and, uh, and the school was full. Um, and then from then, from like eight years old, I was I was homeschooled until now 18, um, well, up until I got my apprenticeship with Plus Act. Um, yeah, it was good. Obviously I had my daily stuff with my mum. We went through our stuff in preparation for tests um, that normal 15, 16 year olds get. And when I turned 16, my parents gave me a camera for my birthday and I kind of started with the filmmaking um, and they said to me, you, you've got one year to just do some filmmaking, just, just put, a, put a toe in, see if you can land some clients because um, they went to film uni and they both went to film, they did a course in filmmaking in Sunderland 
Um, yeah, so I said, here's a year, you can get on with it. And prior to them giving you the camera, had you expressed interest in making films? Yeah, always. I used to make loads of films on my iPhone. Um, yeah, loads of films on my iPhone. So I definitely was like super creative. I've always been super creative. But I think I definitely wouldn't be where I am now without like a super solid work ethic. Um, I've had a couple jobs, I did a paper round, uh, and then I worked in a pub, and then a cafe, and then I went into a, a 9 to 5 at 16. It wasn't just a 9 to 5, but it was like a full-time job, um, which is, yeah, it's kind of given me a solid work ethic, which means I've actually put a lot of work into the filmmaking. That's basically it. I got the camera, started landing some clients at Brighton when I was just going around the, the lanes asking in cafes saying, oh, my name's Zach, um, I'm a filmmaker, photographer, here's my Instagram, do you want to get some photos maybe? And I, I probably got two yeses out of all the cafes in Brighton. And yeah, that was it from there. Got the first client, started building up my portfolio, um, got a, landed a course in Brighton with, uh, with Lighthouse. Yeah, I remember seeing your application come through. So Lighthouse Young Creatives um, support a, such an array of different types of outlets, right? It's not just filmmaking and photography, but yeah. they support. So you saw my application coming. I did, and I checked out your Instagram, and there was like a little video, I think, of your friend on the beach. It was an overlay of pictures and the music that went with it, which just really yeah. made me feel something. I could just, honestly, I remember viewing it so clearly. I showed everyone. Like, I went really? home that night, showed my boyfriend went round to his family's house. I was like, you have to see this guy. Just start sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. Because oh, I, I, I remember watching it and, and just feeling the feeling of being 16, being on the beach with your friends, you know, the sun's coming down and just loving life. And that is the feeling I got from this really small little video. I remember, I can picture it now. Mm. And I just thought, I want to work with somebody that is able to capture a feeling. Yeah. So I was blown that's, away. Yeah, that's what I like to do. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I you like do. do. I um I have two questions for you. The first one is, where did you get the confidence from to go and introduce yourself to random people in coffee shops and pitch work? Yeah. And the second question is, please can you tell everybody my favourite thing, which is when you realise the difference between saying I'm aspiring and I am why you know introducing yourself how you want to be known it was scary yeah it was scary but yeah i don't know you just got to think in your mind like if you're not going to do it now when you're going to do it what's going to happen if you don't then you're just going to go home uh, and come away feeling unsatisfied and like you haven't achieved anything yeah and for me getting up getting the confidence to go up to random strangers you just got to have a send it, send it mentality just bringing it back to the needing to go and push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Something that really helps me is thinking how amazingly I'm going to feel when I've done the thing. Mm. And I focus on that so much, whether that is an exam or in my current work, I have to sometimes stand up and do a presentation or deliver training. But it, I can remember doing this from a young age of like piano exams or, you know, having to ring somebody up and ask for a job or whatever it is you dread it, but if you focus on the feeling of, 
I know I'm going to relax afterwards, maybe treat myself to a nice drink or, you know, go and like go and bask in the fact that I've done this thing. I'm going to feel so good about myself. And I just focus on that. And if you purely focus on that, time's going to pass. You're going to have wasted, used up that time that you would otherwise have been feeling nervous. The time's still going at the same speed, but you're just focusing on that positivity and more of it flows. Before you know it, you're doing the pitch, you're doing the piano exam, you're done, and then there you are in that glory moment where you know you've achieved what it is that you would otherwise have been really, really nervous about for a long period of time. So I've I've shared that advice with other people of all ages and they love it. It Mm. really is something that is so easy to do. Just focus on the how amazing. Almost get get obsessed with the feeling of how good you're gonna feel. Get obsessed with it. (laughs) Get obsessed with it. I like that. Yeah. And with for me, uh, it's a bit off subject, but whenever I was applying for a job, um, I didn't do this with my sex squad, but all the other ones it was making a human connection, whether it was calling up the people or following them on Instagram or handing my CV in, in person. Um, that I feel like that would always feed back to the person that was hiring me. And it just shows like really good on your side. Yeah. The second question that I asked a second ago was about, please can you tell the listeners about your aspiring versus this is what I do? kind of quote when I was an aspiring young photographer oh so many years ago <laughs> when I was young when I was young Zach age uh, 18 two years ago <laughs> I realised that there's a point where if you don't stop calling yourself an aspiring this and an aspiring that then no one's going to see you as what you want to be so you have to start calling yourself like what you want to be Instead of saying, I, oh, I'm an aspiring documentary maker, you say, I make documentaries. Instead of saying, I'm an aspiring photographer, you say, I'm a photographer. Um, and just that kind of, just just say, taking out aspiring, it makes you more confident in yourself. Um, and if you think that someone else is going to be like, oh, you're just a beginner, you, you are aspiring. No, no, one's no, no one notices. If you say you're a photographer, then you're a photographer. I love it. Yeah. It's a bit like fake it till you make it. Exactly. But it's less fake it and more just like start. Just start. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your future plans. Now you're old. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Retirement. Future plans, well. Have you thought about it? Not too much. When I, when I started, interesting. Why, maybe why that, that is, interesting? maybe, that is one of the reasons that you do wake up, seize the day, and you're happy because you're not stressed. You're, you're not too stressed about five years, ten years, fifteen years. And plus, um, five-year goals are happening in like six months. So, you just, obviously, you just got to keep looking at opportunities. But why is that interesting? Do you think? Because I read a lot of self-help books and a lot of them allude to happiness really coming from gratitude in the day-to-day. Yeah. And yeah, it's great to have visions of what you want to achieve, to be working towards them. But that's not necessarily how you're going to find that you're happy, find that you're loving your day-to-day. Because if you think about it, if you're stressed out about what you're going to be doing in 10 years, 
you might miss the beautiful moments that are right in front of you. So a couple of the things that you've said, and I always find this of you, you are seemingly enlightened without ever having to have needed to have read a self-help book. You're just refreshing to be around. A couple of things that you've said, like you you wake up, you think of what's positive in that day. You're going to look for something positive that day. Yeah, something to look forward to. You don't get stressed out about what's going on in the future. You also have said that the thing that you, the moment you get the most joy at the moment from, from the work that you do is the beginning point. Mm-hmm. You're not going, oh, I'll be happy when the project's done. You're just really grateful when you have that handshaking moment, as you described, we're going to work together. So you're looking for those moments to be grateful that are present. They're not based on what may or may not come. Yeah, 100%. No, I'd, I haven't even thought about the future. Um, I, I think I will be one of the biggest people in content in the future, 100%. I, I could easily diversify what I do in the future. Okay. I don't, I'm not hanging on to filmmaking too much. I love filmmaking a lot. Um, but I like, you just got to keep space to do other things as well. I mean, at the moment, I'm just thinking about fun stuff. But content, there's a lot of room to move within content. Um, and everyone needs content, don't they? So I would say, just from me, anyone that is considering going into any type of content, do it now. Get trained up because there's like an endless amount of people that need content and it's a great industry to be in. Have you got any final words of wisdom when it comes to people getting into the line of work you're in or building confidence professionally, which is something I think you have spoken in such a profound manner on? Make it a habit. If you're not confident, make it a habit and just baby steps. Yeah, if you if you have zero confidence at all, go to the shop and talk to a cashier on purpose. And if you're super confident but still get shy um, in interviews, do a fake interview with your mum or something. Yeah, just baby steps, work work your way up. You don't have to go from zero to a hundred. Just in one step. Yeah. And that's that's about it for me. I love it. I don't know if you've ever listened to Stephen Bartlett's podcast, Secret Diary of a CEO. Not yet. I've watched Dragon's Den, though. His podcast has got to number one on iTunes. Really? And he said there are two ways he's done that. One, he absolutely got obsessed with every single detail. Every single detail was important to him, from the water that he gives his guests to the car they get picked up in to arrive to be recorded to the music that they have on when they arrive. Every detail is important. And the other thing he said to focus on is improving whatever you're doing by 1% every day. Because it doesn't feel like a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that would say in, in relation to the question about building confidence, maybe throw yourself in at the deep end, just do it. But what you've said about taking baby steps is the same as Stephen Bartlett, 1% every day. And that snowballs. Love it. Thank you so much for your time, Zach. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Zach for coming on, being the first guest on the podcast. As always, I love talking to him. And if you want to check out his work yourself, give him a follow on Instagram at ZQFilm. 
This episode shows that it doesn't matter which age you are, where you're based, or what you've been doing to date. If you want to start doing the things that make you feel your best, then you absolutely can, and there's no time like today. Thank you for listening to Favourite Positions. Loving what we do never sounded so good. Be sure to check out favouritepositions.com for more careers advice. I promise you it's sexier than the career advice you've received to date. And do give us a follow on Instagram if you have an account. We are at favouritepositionspodcast.com.